Kenny Latimo saying, come to me. This is a late night conversations and I'd like you to come closer. Yeah, yeah. Come closer, come closer. Um, come closer to me so that you and I can have this conversation, right? Without the kids around, without anyone under the age, the age of 18 around, because you and I are about to get very intimate, right? I must tell you something. So, um, Phineas Ndoba, right, who's technical, is a lookalike of Kenny Latimo. Okay, so girls, ladies, I'm just letting you know, this is a this is a scoop, right? That you only get at this time of the evening. So if you are looking for a man, a guy that looks like Ken Latimore, well, Phineas and Doba is your guy. <laughs> Remember that we are about to talk sex and BDSM with a doctor. It's going to get steamy hot and really, really interesting. This is a topic I've always wanted to engage on um, because as a practitioner, we need to know all things, right? Not that we have to practice all things, but you need to be aware of what happens in these realms of uh, sexuality. The number to dial is 011-714-4045. And uh, you can also SMS on 41391. Unfortunately, our WhatsApp line is still down, but you can Tweet us at SFM Radio at Patricia N. and Uli. Hashtag SFM LNC. Hello, 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 beautiful doctor. Baba Alwafunda Kaboza. Hello, Pat. Oh, God. Alwande. Patricia for president. Ah, because I said you're beautiful, but it's a fact. <laughs> Not only that, but because, you know, you just take care of our minds. Knowledge is power. You know, Pat, what I always say, we're self-love, self-knowledge and self-respect converges, wisdom prevails. Mm. We don't have to practice everything, but knowledge is power. Definitely, knowledge is power. And uh, for me, I'm about to learn. So I've got my pen and paper out. I'm I'm going to be making notes, all right? Because we are talking about BDSM. This was made popular in 2015 um, when the movie um, um, Fifty Shades of Grey came out. And then everyone started talking about this. Yes, it, it was obviously practiced before then. But after this movie, every single person started to, you know, being interested in what happens and I'm sure practitioners started trying. So let's talk. What is BDSM? We know it stands for bondage, discipline, uh, dominance and submission, sadomasochism, and that's what it stands for. But what is it? You know, uh, this is just another um, sexual experience or sexual journey. It is a journey. But of course, as you said, not everything is for everybody. This is like a lifestyle for practitioners. Yes, there are people that would just go into experience, but for other people, it is a lifestyle where they choose that this is what I want to do for myself going forward and becoming a sexual practitioner in this space as a way of my evolving or transforming in this space. It is not just uh, about sexuality. It is really about play and allowing yourself to be yourself and allowing you to explore yourself how far you can go as an individual. So it just goes beyond sexual activity. It can just be a lifestyle to choose, you know what, this is the life that I choose to live as an individual going forward. So this could be a lifestyle or is a lifestyle for others, but uh, when it comes to 
to sex, right? It, it looks so complicated to a person who's never ventured there. And uh, I mean, you can only imagine if you find a partner who's into uh, BDSM uh, sexually and, and they tell you that they're into it and you've never experienced it. It can get intimidating because there are terminologies and acts that are not naturally done. Yes, unfortunately, it is very intimidating because it falls under the kinky groups of lifestyle, which are sexual deviations or unusual sexual interests. So you can imagine, and especially if you are outside and you, not, and you don't understand the full dynamics of how the lifestyle is being lived, you think, oh God, that's just, this is just painful. Here, what is going to happen to me is that I'm going to be dominated every day and I will never have my life back and this might destroy my sexual life. Yes you will definitely be intimidated because not understanding is also an enemy on its own and it is an individual enemy. So what we then do is that we need to open ourselves to say, what will I be exposing myself to? What is this kinky lifestyle about? What, are there any benefits for them, for me? Or is this something where I am just giving myself to abuse? Because pet, whether we like it or not, for a lot of people want to say BDSM, the first thing that comes to mind is that, oh God, I am going to be abused here and I will be exposed to a lot of sexual violence. No, it is not even close to that. And as you say that in the book, because I didn't watch the movie, the book was enough for me. I'm a very graphic thinker. So what I could read from the book, I could just imagine it. And, you know, I became part of the book. And so sometimes if you went through the book, which I most probably think the movie might be very close to it, is that you could feel like this person they were selling their souls because you feel that there are instances where things are not explained. But because of this power and the edge of the things that she wanted, she felt like she needed to hand over herself. Well, mm. that is not the case. It is more to it. It is consensual, so it is not sexual violence. You consent to the things that must happen to such an extent that, you know, the beauty of it. It, because at some point we are going to talk about advantages. This is the first of its own, where people, before they engage, you sit down, you develop your own ground rules, you develop your own rules, to an extent where you even, if it's necessary, sign a contract. So it gives the consensual thing where you sit across the table and have a discussion to say, what is it that we are going to do? And what is it that we are not going to do? So that takes away that violent thought, that majority of us when we think of it, think, no, I'm going to be dominated. What if I die in somebody's hands? Because it is also part of what people think of when they think of BDSM. They, you know, BDSM falls under a group of paraphilia, which we've talked about already, which is sexual deviation. Let's let's uh, come back to that definition, Doctor, after this break. This is SAFM leading the late night conversations. We are talking closet conversations, sex and BDSM. Late night conversations. Late night conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Late night conversations. It is steamy. It is hot. It is uh, sexual at this point of the time. And uh, from the graphics I'm seeing here, you, for me, right, as a practitioner, it is scary. (laughs) 
because I am looking at a bit of the graphics around our topic, which is BDSM sex. And uh, on the line, I've got uh, our sexy, beautiful Dr. Babalwa Fundakaboza, also known as Antu. She's a goddess from Western Breeze. She's the founder, and she's also one of the owners of Afro Love Expo. Doctor, before the break, you were telling us that uh, um, BDSM forms part of a particular uh, mindset. Yes. These are mindsets that are saying, I'd like to explore beyond what everybody thinks is normal when it comes to sex and sexual journeys and lifestyle. So these are people that have got interest that might involve sometimes objects, uh, individuals, and even certain situations, because there are people that might be attracted to even having sex in front of the camera. People that are interested in wanting to show their private parts to individuals. But perhaps it becomes very important that there's a distinction between what is referred to as paraphilia, which are just a typical or different sexual interest, and what could be referred to as paraphilic disorders. Because there's a very thin line here, which is what makes this space very uncomfortable, where people think normal. But this is a disorder. How this person is thinking is not normal. And I'm not sure how, how far will this person push me in their abnormality or even make me to do things that are illegal. So that's why then it's important to know that there are disorders and there are those that are normal. For instance, uh, you know, as part of the dangers is that you would hear that there are people that have, have even died in some of these behaviors because somebody might have been interested in being choked in their neck to such an extent that they ran out of office and they died. Or there are instances where people would tell you that when people got to the scene, there was blood. So it's always very important to realize that there are disorders which we can uh, run away from because in each and every space, there are people that might not be normal. This happens everywhere. It starts even with gym. You might be a normal person who likes to gym, but if you go beyond a certain point, this is why we always say make sure you don't get to a point where you become addicted to any kind of behavior. So in this space, where there could be that thin line, for people that doesn't know and understand the practice or the lifestyle, then this is where the rules come in, where you have a discussion before you even go into the dance to say, what is it that we're doing? And if I get uncomfortable, what is it that I can do to make sure that we, we stop? So it is consensual. Mm. So, doctor, you know, you're saying it's consensual and I can see some of our um, A-teamers are, are, are practitioners in BDSM, right? Oh, yes. And we are obviously going to be talking about or educating about how to do it right and um, safely. So Lawrence is, Lawrence is just giving us compliments. Thank you very much, Lawrence. I acknowledge your, your text. And uh, KJ, KJ says, female Dominic tied my testicles as a form of castration, instructed that the bull must squat as she jabbed the nuts from the back, thereafter inserted um, her rubber penis in my anal cunt as a form of dominant. Is this BDSM? Yes, that is part of BDSM. But as you said, this is something that is agreed on to say, we can do this, let's do this, let's not do that. We can... If it gets beyond a certain time where if it is painful, because part of it, there could be people that are attracted to being humiliated or to 
having a bit of pain. It doesn't have to be painful. You could do it just as a sensual practice. But there are those that are saying, pleasure for me and pain, they go together. Which is why you then realize that we are so different. We are so vast in the space and in what we want to experience. So you then agree to say, yes, you are going to be dominant and then there's going to be a sharp. It could be that in that relationship you have just agreed that all the time I am the dominant one, you are going to be the submissive one. But there is also a good thing about it to say you can also exchange places where on a certain day what a person that could be dominant could be submissive. And also, Pat, I like the example of the listener, the eighteener, that it says when the female dom. So what you can also do, it doesn't necessarily mean, as was seen in the book and the movie, that the person that needs to be dominant is a male figure. We, we need to remember that sometimes you can even go to the lifestyle. Let's say you are a man that is dominating at work, and you'd like to realize that you've got a side that can submit. That person that is dominant at work, who sometimes can even be the CEO of an institution, because this is a sexual lifestyle, can go home and be a submissive person. Hmm. So, so it works either way. Sometimes you just want to explore your own personality because with some of us who believe that life is it, 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 a combination of the opposites, that you have the day and the, and the night and you have the light and the darkness, that you could be dominated and be submissive at the same time. So as part of exploring yourself, you could go into the space to say, okay, well, maybe I am the dominant one most of the time in the relationship because this dominance even go as far as saying that the person is almost like praying to you if you're the dome. When you wake up in the morning, it becomes their thing to come to you and sit by your feet, pet. My dear goddess, today is a beautiful day. How do I serve you? So part of it that could be that kind of service. Or part of it is just could be that exploration where you want to feel like, how is it that you have needed to your own person in a relationship? You go beyond just the few legal things that you do, that you give yourself totally to this person. So trust is very important in BDSM as a lifestyle and sometimes it's just a sexual change. Not just trust, I think also communication because obviously you need to be able to articulate whether or not the the, the, plain, the pain is pleasurable and what your limits are. Let's go to our A-teamer Ngonde. Um, I'd like to remind all the A-teamers that our WhatsApp line is not working but you can SMS on 41391 or call 0891104207. Ngonde, good evening. Please don't tell me that you've been doing BDSM since the 80s. <laughs> don't, I, don't make me laugh. Don't I think you're that guy. <laughs> you know, in the olden days, our grandfathers, you know, used to tell the woman to be read in bed, right? While she's enjoying his smoke or food. Then we'll say, Father Ready. Then she will say, okay. And then the guy will just get into it quickly with the lights off. Okay? In other words, our culture was not that we see, you know, what um, Patricia has got. We're not supposed to think we're supposed to be enjoying the thing to it. Obviously, you can say this is old culture, whatever. Now, I know, I'm not sure that Bashir or you would know or the dog would know. The film called Basic Instinct, 
by Sharon Stone and Michael Douglas. Mm, I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Sharon Stone would tie him up, okay, that type of thing, and then they would enjoy the stuff. But in that film, there was somebody else, apparently Sharon Stone's uh, lesbian partner, who would tie mates, right, and then as the military psychic and, and about Augustine, he would take this stuff, um, I think it was an ice pick or something, and then the guy will be slaughtered, you know? Secondly, one time I saw a movie, I can't remember the name, but the guy was being shambled, right, by his family partner. And then they would do it whilst the guy is bleeding. Is mm-hmm. this sexual deviant behavior part of what I'm talking about? I listen on the radio. Oh, Ngonde. Today, no experience. You've never experienced <laughs> this, maybe in one of your travels. You know, I'm, I'm really disappointed that you're telling me about movies. Ah, there, he's, he drops his line. Ngonde, there's something you are leaving out here. I wanted his personal experience. But in any case, Dr. Hey, uh-uh. blood and, and then having intercourse. So BDSM can get really gruesome. Yes, the, the, the different paraphilias go very far. You will see blood in certain instances. Sometimes people even go as far as experiencing with, uh, with fire, utilizing chemicals. So it is a vast space. But what becomes very important is that you should be dealing with somebody who is uh, experienced mm. and somebody who is going to be able to listen to you when you say, now I can only take so much. Let's take a break. Even when it comes to the practice itself or when it comes to like what the listener has talked about in cases where you are punished because of certain behavior. Atima here on SMS says, uh, no ways. How can you enjoy sex in a painful body? Please, this is pushed by drugs. I'd rather leave South Africa if this is happening. No, we shouldn't even be talking about this. Well, Atima Anonymous, um, there are people who are doing it and uh, they're not doing it with pain. There are different levels of pain, as Doctor has described to us. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it back, uh, Doctor, to Fifty Shades, right? Yes. Um, where the, 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 the male partner is saying to the female partner, it's a pleasure for both of us. And the female mm. partner actually agrees that there's pleasure in what she's experiencing. Um, oh, yes. So, so, so sometimes relinquishing your, your uh, power or your self-control and becoming the submissive could mm-hmm. be pleasurable. But how do you ensure safety? Okay. Yes, it's correct. Remember, any sexual experience is pleasure for both people. There are people that would find pleasure in themselves feeling the pain or whatever sensation that might be unusual. Or there are those that would steal the pain from watching somebody who is in pain or inflicting the pain. But maybe let's not call it pain because now immediately your brain, for most of the people, what just want to switch off because how do I want to have pain and pleasure in the one sentence? It is doable. But let's just talk about the fact that there is levels like one of the HMIs is talking about. This could move to just a sensual massage that will involve a little bit of spanking here and there or use of shambles, not to inflict pain, but to bring in a sensual feeling. And that maybe majority of the people are practitioners, but the level is very low. 
they don't go as far as that person who wants to be hanging in the ceiling with both legs and their head facing down and they are still feeling pain and they still maybe might still even during that time feel want they want to be penetrated either through pegging or a, a formal a, a, the penetration that we always know about and this is not just in heterogeneous relationships it goes across all different types of relationships so the level could be you are just that one person that wants to be spanked a little bit that is part of it but the kind of feeling that you want to feel is not that deep, that it, you feel like it will take you out of the sexual experience. But also, the ones that go as far as having those gruesome experiences where they are tied with their hands behind their back, they feel at that time this almost takes you to an outside body experience, which is also part of sexual experiences. So they, the, the levels are vast. They move from just that little spank that you get in your bottom or any other place that you have agreed on to that level where you are now maybe even suspended in, in, in chains and, and all, all, all those things. So yes, we might be practitioners, but after this conversation, I think, how far do we want to go after this? Because, you know, I always say, and which is also true, that if you talk to all the uh, 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 the, the companies that are selling um um, a toys. They will tell you that some of the uh, ones that are selling are those spanking sets that are not meant to make people to feel pain. It's just your handcuff, uh, a little bit of maybe uh, a, 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 a blindfold so that you don't get to see what you are doing. Those are selling quite a lot. So it means up to a point, yes, there is a lot of practitioners. And maybe our our our, our listeners also can tell us, because sometimes just going in thinking about the space, in thinking about the fact that I'd like to maybe watch my partner with somebody, you have started practicing that kind of a behavior. Thinking that maybe even if it's not that gruesome, but having power over my man and having him, him submit by just tying them in the headboard could be part of it. But it doesn't have to be painful. You know, uh, Doctor, You speak about these sets, so obviously the sex uh, toys that could be used in BDSM and like the handcuffs and the whips and um, the blindfolds. These things are scary. <laughs> for, 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 no, let, let's be honest. If you are a practitioner that's only known traditional sex without toys and then you meet a partner that wants to blindfold you, things could start rushing to your mind. You could start thinking maybe this uh, man or this woman is going to blindfold me, handcuff me, and then start slicing me up, you know. But on the other hand, if you allow yourself, could there be pleasure in just submitting? Could there be pleasure in just not knowing what's happening and just feeling what's happening? Of course, there's a lot of pleasure sometimes it's not known. You know, we always want to know everything. As long as you have boundaries to say, if I say pink, don't go beyond. So it means you have to somehow develop a language amongst yourself that it says to you, now I cannot take more than this. Please stop. And in BDSM communities, there is a lot of respect. When somebody says stop, Usually that's what exactly it means. But of course, as you develop and you are in, 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 into a space together, either just the two of you or with other people at once, you could somebody could you, one could derive 
pay, pleasure from you saying stop. So when you then develop those code names or that language that you come up with, it should be uh, the fact that you have to listen to what the person says. And this is a person that who is a dominant should also look at the body language that indeed this person cannot take anymore. This is where we need to stop. And then you stop and then you continue. You make them feel good. There is a lot of other things in between that are supposed to make this person feel good or internalize that feeling that has come with it, whether it is comfortable or not, so that you can maybe agree if you're still going to continue. You know what, Pat? There are things about life. For instance, I I have a lot of conversations with my father. For the first time, there is something that I have learned to understand about luck. I just thought luck was just good luck only. My father was saying to me, luck is twofold. There is good luck and there is bad luck. And both of them, there are luck. So even when it comes to lifetime experiences, there are those things that might look like they are uncomfortable, but it is only when you have taken yourself to that space that you have an opportunity of having that experience. So you can just do it for, for with an experience. But of course, let's look at the risk, depending on how far you want to go. For instance, somebody will say, I want you to, uh, to, to, to struggle me if we are getting close to an orgasm, you need to be able to say, this is so much of it that I can do. So also experience. So as you grow into the practice, when we start, it's still lockdown, so it's time. We've got time to start thinking about new things. So as you grow into the practice, you can start with your handcuffs. But also the handcuffs, they need to be comfortable. You need to make sure that you cannot hurt each other because handcuffs, they come in different ways. You could have those ones that are just still like your police ones, and if you tie them too much, they can go into the skin and damage the skin. So there is the chance that there might be a, a, a little bit of, of injury, but we need to be careful, and it's important that you need to listen to your partner who is your sub-editor. Let's flip the script. Say you find a partner, and your partner wants to be dominated. And you've never done this. And your partner takes out the whip, takes out whatever um, cuffs and all the other accessories and toys and says, now, baby, you will smack me. You will inflict pain. This is what gets me off. It turns me on. It gives me, you know, it, it, it makes me go twice as hard. And you've never done this before. How do you then deal with such? How do you deal with inflicting pain when you've never been able to inflict pain sexually? Thank you very much. You know, that this is one of the most powerful questions when it comes to new experiences. There is nothing wrong with saying, I don't have an experience, but I'm willing to go into it. But be willing to get into it. And you don't have to start with inflicting pain. You can start with your normal giving sensation feels a little bit of a spank. I mean, a lot of people are, are, are accepting to a spank to such an extent that, you know, if you talk uh, either as girls or uh, as guys or even in combination, people say, oh, today I feel like my bum is slightly painful. So you can start with small things like that where you start with just the spanking. And also remember, the dome has got a very big, a role to play because you are the one that is watching what is happening. So you have to, as you start the journey, agree to say, okay, this is what I'd like to experience today. So you can just start with the spanking. You know, people will even take uh, kitchen utensils 
as part of uh, uh, spanking. So you could you take that uh, uh, spoon tackle and, 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 and spank. And remember when you are now spanking, you are looking. If this person says, okay, it gives me a hard on. So you are looking at the body language. You are looking at the body responding. So also you learn as you go along. You know, Pat, it's just like driving. The first time you become a driver is when you are on your own and that instructor is no longer there. That's when you really start driving. So you then become cognizant and you go and grow into the culture. And then as you go, you then say, okay, now we are able to do this. Okay, how far do you want us to go? And so you grow together. You go together because even if you are a practitioner, every time when you meet somebody, even if they are practitioners, people are not the same. The experiences that people are looking for are not the same. And sometimes we want to experience not just what could happen to us, but how a certain person does it. So you go into it, you sit down and say, okay, it's my first time. What are the rules? You understand the rules. If I say no, this is what you do. If this is what has happened, this is what you do. But in cases where it is always very important that you might have some kind of an emergency, let's let's say now there is a bit of living because there is something that you could not apply properly, you must always make sure that you've got first aid kits. You must always make sure you've got things like gauze. And in case where there's bleeding, you are able to apply something to take the bleeding away. And in cases where things really get out of hand, you are able to to, to find even medical help. So you just define your own rules, come up with your own uh, 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 foundation on how you are going to be running this lifestyle. And if you are the first one, and I think actually if it is your first experience, maybe rather than being submissive, it will be nice to start as a dominant person so that you get to see how to play the game rather than just be a submissive. But also the lifestyle allows you that one day you become dominant today and you can be submissive on a different day. But maybe as you go along and you see your personality and realize, you know what, I am dominant for the rest of my day at work. I'd like to learn what it means to be submissive. I'd like to see my other side that I hardly experience. Or you could just play around. It is a game. Develop your own rules. As long as you are a practitioner, you come up with your own ways of doing it. And Pat, like I said, this is a community. There are a lot of practitioners that are out there that are even registered. You even get a lot of courses that are being offered. So you can get a lot of support. Uh, and you might find that even here in Johannesburg, because even here in Johannesburg, I, I, I attended quite a lot of, of, of courses on BDSM. And you find the most beautiful and the most... Uh, uh, beautiful thinkers in the space that will make you realize that you know what for me to even realize who I am maybe it's something that I can produce and you don't have to do it with another person but of course you need to be careful when you are now going to be practicing on your own to say how far do I want to go with myself and Pat I just think Everybody who is a practitioner, and especially for now we are getting to a space where we are able to expand at financial levels and all the other things, everybody should have a playroom. So start thinking and designing that playroom where you know if you are going there, it's about playing because that's what this whole thing is about, playing and understanding how far you can go in the social journey. Let's uh, go to Atima Tobega. Dr. Ad, let's keep it short and sweet so we can give our Atima an opportunity to speak to us, please. Tobega, good evening. How are you? I'm okay. okay. Hello to your guest. Are are, are you part of the community? (laughs) No. I'm just seeing a crime scene. That's (laughs) what I want to ask about. (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, I was I was seeing casualty uh, rooms in a hospital, especially when doctors spoke about first aid. <laughs> yeah, I just think we're mostly talking about um, certificates, like this courses <laughs> for BDSM. Now, and she's mentioning that um, these the also like some experimented fire. So one would think maybe a candle or something, and the candle wax dripping on a person. But now a person can incur maybe three deep burns, maybe even from chocolates being too hot, can incur three deep burns. Or what if there's a casualty, something happens, and the person passes on, and obviously you have to leave the crime scene as is, and the person is bound in chains. What does your certificate say to the police? (laughs) And what happens to the person that you were engaging in this sexual activity with? Because I was deep at crime scene. If a person is like dies tied up and bound and things stuffed in their mouth, and and then you say, no, this was done legit. What does cops say? I well, Tobaga, hold the line, Doctor. Hey, mm-mm. you see, Tobaga has just Tobaga, something up no, here. man. These remember now, you grow into the culture. You're not gonna on your first day start wanting to experiencing experience fire and all the other things. No, you grow into the culture. But all I am saying mm-hmm. is that in each in each and every practice, things could go wrong. So you need to understand the risk. Once you want to experiment with fire, you must know now the risk is getting high. And you need to have experience. And there are people in the face. This is a community. There is a community of people. And they know each other. So you can always find support. You can always get advice to say, now this is where I want to experiment. But also let's go back to Kendrick. Kendrick is part of it. And there's quite a number of people that will say, you know what, I'd like to experience with Kendrick. Well, it will not really ban you to have third degree burns candle wax, as long as you know how to manipulate the wax, that maybe if you are that scared, you need to every time when you are going to apply the wax, you then uh, make sure that the candle is not lit at at that time, but you've just warmed it up and then you pour the wax over. But that's part of it. But there is a little bit of pain that you might be feeling, or let's call it a sensation in this case, that will then be turning you on. But also, if you are using candles that are lit at a given point in time, that can also lead to an active fire. So those are the things that the dominant person needs to always make sure that the risk is minimized as much as possible so that we don't get taken away. And then it, it could lead to a, lead to a, 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 a situation where things are, are out of hand. Yes, there are instances once in a while research shows that it is less than 0.3% where people could have been found dead because of BDSM. So... In the practice, you measure how far you can go with each other. The community is always there to guide to say, maybe think about this, don't do it this way, do it that way. Tobega, it seems that uh, you are not convinced much, yeah? I do. I'm screwed because you don't know how far you can get. Mm. But then what if you're still testing your limits and you do get to your limits mm. and you unfortunately will not live to tell the tale. Hi, I think you are sounding like me, Andy. Thank you so very much, Tobin. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> have a good evening. Now, uh, uh, let me go to ATMs here who sent uh, uh, SMSs. Remember, our SMS line is 41391. If you'd like to call us, it's on 0891-104-207 or 011-714-4045. No one under the age of 18 is allowed to be inside the closet because these are closet conversations. So... Atima Anonymous says, 50 shades, a uh, 50 shades darker proved that the dominant guy was reacting to a traumatic incident when he was younger. So this is totally demonic and crazy. Sex is supposed to be sacred. And then uh, Lacosta, Lacosta gives us an, an experience that he had. He says, I am not gay. But one night, I gave a man a lift to Mabupane. On the way, he asked me to park. I was given a blowjob, felt uh, dominated and womanish. After hand relief finished, he wanked himself. After ejaculation, he rewarded himself with a smoke. He said he dominates as a man or woman any time. It was nice, but very confusing. Mm. So it seems there are there are different strokes for different folks, but uh, safety is always um, one of those things that we need to have at the back of our minds, and also understanding that sometimes it is a psychological reaction to certain things that happened to people when they were younger. Yes, we can never run away from that, pet. But other people, as they go into the space because they've been traumatized, and somehow the trauma became entrenched, that it 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 formed part of what could be uh, causing them to be erect. But of course, that's something we never can run away from. We always say, if that's the case, and if this has not helped you, because you need to remember that we heal in different ways, that if this has not helped you, and if you've picked up your partner has gone through this, you can also go through the BDSM lifestyle, but at the same time, if you see there's a need for them to get some kind of psychological help or assistance, or as a couple, you need to go into that space. And others, of course, they can go in through in a simple experience. But as they go in there, they enjoy the part of the journey. But at some point, it can also lead to some form of uh, of uh, dis-ease that could lead them to a space that might not be taken as normal. So like anything else, Pat, we need to always open our minds to ourselves to see that am I within my normal self and am I within my own bounds? But there is a community. But talking about the person um, that uh, got a blowjob from a stranger, you know, the, of course, this is now part of another failure that we've talked about. Where now this person just felt like they would want to have sex with a stranger. If you're a person that is not open, like unfortunately fortunately the guy was, this could be extremely traumatizing that I was just giving a lift to a person and look at where I have placed myself. So clearly he allowed himself and he looked like he enjoyed the journey, the sexual journey with a stranger. The person wanted to have sex in public, wanted to pleasure themselves, wanted to dominate another person. And also, because you have had a certain experience or you had enjoyed a certain experience with, an, uh, with a, a person of the same gender as you, it doesn't mean 
you automatically become a, a, a gay or lesbian. You can just be experiencing and loving the experience with that person, and it does not necessarily make you homo, uh, uh, a gay or lesbian. Now, there's another term called golden showers where um, people urinate on each other or others urinate in each other's faces or in their mouths. Others even urinate inside an enema and inject it in the next partner's um, anus. Can you explain the safety around this golden shower issue? Golden shower in this space where we talk of paraphilia becomes one of those normal things where people enjoy also being uh, uh, peed on or they want to pee on another person. Ooh, I think the network is uh, playing games on us and um, we will come back to Dr. Baba Lafunda Kaposa. She'll be explaining to us what these golden showers are. Late Night Conversations Late Night Conversations Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Hey, uh, Dr. Babalog Fundagaboza is back with us. You were still explaining what golden showers are. These are part of normal paraphilias where you have agreed. But of course, you can imagine now, all of a sudden, if somebody comes his on you and you have not agreed on it, it goes as far as even people um, eating some of also uh, um, the uh, um, um, as part of an experience. And because this is uh, just your excretion of what you've been putting in your mouth, it doesn't look like it's very bad, but of course it's not for everybody. As long as there is an agreement, but every time when you are going to be sharing uh, um, um, uh, external produce from somebody else, it's something that you always need to be very careful of. It could come with uh, some infections. Like, for instance, it might not be HIV, but it might be other forms of infection that might be coming from that excretion that the person is excreting. But it does form part of some of the uh, paraphilias and experiences that people always are interested in. And then voyeurism. Uh, could you explain that to us? Because that's one of uh, another term that, uh, or another practice that is done within BDSM. Okay, within BDSM, there's quite a number of these uh, 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 pets, and we might not go into all of them. Yeah. Uh, voyeurism is a practice where. Um, let me just um, look at my notes. Um, voyeurism is somewhere. Voyeurism is, is is watching somebody else. Make it while uh, you are uh, sitting there and, and just enjoying yourself. Uh, or uh, they could also be uh, a person that you are just watching and you are with it's without their knowledge. So you're basically sitting in a corner and enjoying watching people that are naked. This is seen mainly uh, in, in beaches. Uh, where people would just be sitting and enjoying themselves whilst watching other people having a, a, a good time with, 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 without their knowledge. This uh, behavior is also one of those because that does not really form part of BDSM because you need to remember that BDSM is an argument on what we are going to be doing. So automatically now when this other person is not aware of the one person enjoying them 
in a space or being naked. And uh, one of the examples that I think they've put in one of the articles that I have been reading on recently is that you might be having a house that is facing a certain direction that the person even knows that in the morning you wake up and open your window and maybe you might not be aware of your curtains when you are taking your, uh, after your shower maybe, when you go back to your bedroom, where they specifically place themselves. And this, unfortunately, can be taken as one of those things that you need to worry about if you are a practitioner, because now you are sneaking into people's spaces. So it might also have some legal implications. So this does not form part of the BDSM uh, cultures, because BDSM, there is an agreement to say, this is where we are going to, this is how we unfold the things, this is, if these are the kind of risks, this is how we are going to make sure that we are living there. You mentioned the fact that uh, there are parties and there are uh, communities uh, for BDSM people. And I, I, we've been looking here with uh, the A-team producers and we saw that there's even uh, sex workers offering BDSM practices. Now, in these parties and communities, it, you know, how does one get involved in them if they want to experiment, experiment but within a safe environment? Okay, we are now having a very beautiful space where uh, e-spaces or electronics is, is becoming a very big part of our lives. So if you are looking for these communities, you find them everywhere. I assure you, we do have them here in South Africa, in Gauteng, uh, and and in majority of the provinces where we find a lot of people that are becoming sexually enlightened. So you can look for these groups online and then start making contact. Yes, and sometimes in life, you know, the universe works in the most beautiful way. That when you start looking for something, it also wants to find you. So it is always good to get into a space where there are practitioners already. And pet, let's make no mistake. Yes, you'd find that what is being documented is that it's mainly white people that have been BDSM practitioners. We do get a lot of black people that have been attracted to the lifestyle and are also practitioners. So you look for the groups, you shall find them because the universe, that's how the universe works. And yes, there are sex workers that are willing to get into the space. But now when you get into the space of maybe sex working, it becomes very difficult because you do not know unless if you are a regular because there are people that have regulars and you have developed some kind of a relationship with somebody who is a sex worker that you can then trust that if you communicate and you go into that space and you submit to them, it is safe for you. Because safety is very important and central to any form of, of, of lifestyle, especially this kind where you sometimes, especially if you are doing submissive work. Mm, yeah. So as we close off with just the final notes on BDSM, should we be considering it <laughs> or should we just be leaving it before you you do that? Um, uh, Atima says that one I like and still doing it, sneaking on females while they are bathing and naked, especially with hairy um, vaginas. OK, you are peeping, Tom. I don't think that's legal. That's not legal. Let's not do illegal things, please. Uh, but voyeurism, I think it, it can be practiced um, between partners who agree that you can watch me having sex with someone else. But peeping Tom's illegal. If you get caught, my brother or sister, you will be arrested. So, doctor, give us those final tips on how to engage in BDSM safely before we let you go. Thank you very much, Pat. I think sexual perversion is not allowed. It's illegal, and we do not want to vindicate people. We want to keep safe, a, sex, a safe space where we have pleasure, whether the, ple- the pleasure comes through just pleasure or pleasure and pain. It's something that we can think of. I think what I want to leave the, our listeners with 
if you ever felt, for instance, that most uh, pain that we know, I don't think there's something that is painful as your fingernail being stuck between the door and the wall and that has led you to some form of an orgasm or even an erection or where your body vibrates throughout. Maybe it's something to think of that yes indeed pain and pleasure is a very big space that we need to um to, 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 to think of and explore ourselves in as we expand because sex is about expansion. How which side do you want to expand yourself? If you want to go into BDSM, it's a safe practice, it's a safe heaven. Find somebody who will take you through the journey that you can dance into understanding pain and pleasure, consent. Make sure it's somebody who is level-headed that they will understand when you have pain. You make sure that you create good rules, the how to deal with each other. Experience yourself. If you are a dominant person in life, see whether you can be submissive. If you are a submissive person, naturally see how it feels to be dominant. This is one of the practices that I think couples need to think of. Especially, you know, when you are the dominant one, which most of the time that you see that it's mainly the name. Once in a while, just submit to your partner. It doesn't have to be painful. Go and look at up those um, those gadgets or those sex toys on the little things that you can start up with and see how far you go. It will be nice, Pat, that in a year's time we start looking at to say after our conversation, who started thinking about a kinky lifestyle? Because who said a kinky lifestyle is not for couples? Because you always think that these are the things that you have to do outside your home. You can introduce because sex becomes daunting and tiresome at some point. But let's see how kinky we can be. Let's find those communities if you are in that space of trying to understand what other communities are doing. Or you can simply learn online together as a couple and then practice. That's small. Being central, those little steps and those little things, those um, uh, uh, blindfolding and having experiences. But of course, it shouldn't be dangerous. Let's just enjoy our own journey. Like I said when we started off, when self-love, self-knowledge and self-respect converges, wisdom prevails. Hi, wow. Doctor. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been one of those. Thank you so very much. Have a blessed uh, week further until we chat again. And uh, don't leave us without that line of yours. Pat, I thank you for president. You are taking care of all the minorities in our show and introducing new lifestyle. And every a day keeps the dentist away. And orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. And by the way, Pat, I am also a dentist. I love my sexual education. So I, if you keep that uh, 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 dentist away with an apple, it means you are not making business. But let's still visit our dentist. <laughs> you can never separate the mouth from it. So it's very important that we keep those mouths clean and they are kissable. Let's have 100% kissability. Amen to that. Thank you very much, Dr. Baba Lofundagaposa. Uh, we really enjoyed having her this evening. Look, A-team, it's the end of our week together. I'm going to go through withdrawal symptoms, but let's uh, keep chatting on social media platforms throughout the weekend until we are together on Monday again. And uh, you can get me at uh, Patricia N. and Uli on social media platforms. But until then, may goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success.